1: News and Market Commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's Business Leader, 1220 KDOW.
3: Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I am the aforementioned Rob Black. My background is roughly 25 years of doing financial media radio, which turned into podcasts, which turned into TV shows and such. Um, Am I smarter than you? Probably not. Do I work harder and understand finances better than you and money? Probably. Give or take a couple, how shall we say, people in the industry who are listening to the show. Um, I'd take you on in financial jeopardy. I don't have a big ego, I come from a fairly working class family, or maybe you'd say lower middle class, Um, but I've done good, I've done well. My goal is to get people to retirement. At one point in time, my goal was to beat the system, beat the stock market. I looked at people like Warren Buffett, and I don't want to say I laughed, but I was like, I could do better than him, which is just the foolish thing that you can ever say. He does something incredibly simple. If you want to be like Warren Buffett, you be incredibly simple. Well, first and foremost, you can buy the company that he manages because you can then be just like Warren Buffett, one of the richest men in the world. Not because he was smart with the timing of his investments, because the amount of time he was in his investments. So that should be racing around your head a little bit. Like, what did he just say about Warren Buffett? Uh, Buffett's simple, he's all about cash flow, he likes the concept of selling you a $1.50 soda which costs three cents to make. He likes the idea of selling you a Dairy Queen Freeze for four or five dollars that cost ten cents to make. He likes the concept of men always grow whiskers. Men like to shave for work or maybe for love. So, what's better than buying a razor that costs two or three cents and selling it for buck fifty, two bucks, three bucks, four, five, fifty, whatever the new razor is? Which brings me to my thought of the day. My thought of the day goes back to the Super Bowl. Remember the good old days when uh, Gillette would come out with a new mock razor, and it was always during the Super Bowl they'd announce it, and it has this amazing lighting, and it would like twirl in three sixty degrees, and lights would hit the. You don't need one razor. You don't need two razors. You need three razors and a back razor to get everything perfect. Uh, Did Rob just say back razor? Ooh. Um, We're sold a lot of crap we don't need. Just take a look at your Christmas shopping. Um, I was buying a wireless station for my boss um, for their Xbox controllers. And there's one that has like slots for two more batteries. You can hold two more batteries in case you need to swap out mid-match. It's like fourteen dollars more for the two batteries. And I'm like, that sounds like a good idea. What if it's mid-match? And they need to swap out two batteries for two batteries. And I thought about it, I'm like, why not just have them take a break? I didn't need to spend that extra fifteen. But I was pretty darn close. 80 to get your calls in the air. Interesting day on Wall Street. Lots going on. Stocks opened lower across the board. December's turning out to be a December not to remember. But the Federal Reserve's doing their part. They said we're gonna hold rates steady. And we may not raise rates uh, for quite a while. They do not expect meaningful policy communication. Um, as of yesterday, a federal fund's futures were priced in 99.3% chance of fed holding rates steady. So that's consistency. I like that. Have you ever been in a relationship with someone you loved and, uh, they hold on to the one mistake you ever made? Remember that time you forgot my anniversary, my birthday, my our anniversary. Yes, I remember you are out with your friends. You came home smelling of coffee and what? (laughs) And baby wipes. Yes, I remember. She goes, I know what the coffee and baby wipes are for. I'm like, yes, I remember. So if anyone needs to know what coffee and baby wipes are for, please contact me on why your wife would not be happy. Anyway, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Looking at stocks, I see mixed stocks. It's not like down red or it's not like up all green. I see some winners and losers out there today. Bring that up, not because it's terribly important. Um, I think I bring that up for reasons of, it's not a broad sell-off at this point in time. It's not like everyone's going down with a ship. Um, Other big stories of note. House Democrats unveiled two articles of impeachment against Trump, charging him with abuse of power and obstruction of Congress. I'm a little checked out on that right now. I ebb and flow on politics, and I understand that there's a real big reason why you want me to, like, study it for you. Uh, But it burns me out. I'm just not a political kind of mind. House Democrats announced two articles of impeachment. The House Judiciary Committee's chairman, Jerry Nadler. Jerry said the articles accused Trump of abuse of power and obstruction of Congress. Um, hmm. I don't have a lot more on that at this point in time. I will note that as you're seeing Nancy Pelosi talk about it, the market's not panicking and that's a little bit of a relief. I mark demon known versus demon unknown. I think we've known that this is coming people are going to get upset they've had a chance right apple suing its former lead chip designer after he quit to set up his own chip company that's an unhappy tim cook the chief architect of iphone and ipad chips quit the firm to start his own processing design firm called nuvia which targets data centers uh, Nuvia raised thirty fifty three million fifty three million 53 million, from backers, including Dell was co-founded by ex-Apple engineers, John Bruno and Manu Julati, alongside Williams. Courts. That is really difficult to gauge from investors sentiment. PG&E courts. Bankruptcy. It's really tough to gauge. Talked a lot about art recently, and investing in modern art, or it's it's gonna be pretty tough for you to to invest in some of the classics, right? Um, But Banksy is a guy who I really really dig, and he he's got a new one. I want you to think of everything as assets, and that's why I'm talking about this for just one minute. Indulge me. Banksy made a powerful statement about homelessness by turning a public bench into a Santa sleigh. Now I'm a big fan of Banksy. Um, he has a, he has, he sees a homeless guy sleeping on a bench with four or five book bags, backpacks, book bags. Why do I call it a book bag? Interesting. I wonder if my stroke has finally happened. Wouldn't it be great if I had a stroke and I had like a German accent come out of it? (laughs) And I kept saying, nine. So anyway, um, it's a homeless man sleeping on a bench and Banksy has a brick wall behind it. He he paints on two reindeers flying in the air, and it looks like Santa sleeping on a bench or a sleigh. Banksy's awesome, and again, just start thinking of things. I want you to buy stocks and bonds first. I want you to buy stocks, bonds, and real estate first. But at some point in time, if you go up in a Granny's attic, is that in your window? Granny's attic for crazy. You might find a mural, you might find a painting, you might find baseball cards from your youth. Those two can be assets. I'm Rob Black, talking to all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com.
1: We're making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
3: So, this is Roxette. This was their second big song. Maybe their third. The look was their big one. Singer Marie Fredrickson died yesterday after a 17 year battle with cancer. Now, I'm not one of those fanboys from the 80s, 90s, who was, like, all into pop music, Euro-pop. Not that guy. But you gotta admit, pretty catchy music. You got the look. You got the look. Kind of like a Prince song, right? 61-year-old was a successful solo artist in her native Sweden before joining Per Gessel to form Roxette. I like saying the name Per. This takes me back to... 1989 And then in 1990 They had a follow up Hit song On a movie soundtrack Pretty Woman Must have been Love I bring that up because It it throws back how old is always Still old It's not new again But movie soundtracks right 61 years old Wow Wow Now, let's tie that neatly into what I do for a living. Let's get you to retirement. She probably thought when she was diagnosed with cancer 17 years ago that she was gone or that she was going to beat it. She probably thought 18 years ago, I'm going to live to 100. Now, it's probably a little too early to say, let's learn something from this because maybe let's listen to a couple songs today on Spotify or Apple Music and then let's learn something from it tomorrow. The two singers in Roxette were friends for over 40 years. That's pretty nice. Um, For the kids out there, millennials, you have no clue what I'm talking about. And that's fine. Swedish pop was a thing in the United States for a very small period of time. Kind of glomming on the earlier success of ABBA. 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 Popular, massively popular in uh africa south america and europe not so much in the united states and again it wasn't an album that i ever bought but a little too early don't you think are you with me are you against me because this is a civil war and you got to choose a side Uh, we all pass away a little bit too early in my opinion um this is way too early now again Rock star. She probably has money for her kids and family and anything um, financially needy in her life. But my dad died at 58. She's dead at 61. So let's say you don't work till the day you die. Let's say you um, want to have retirement. Um, it's just something to think about. 800-516-1220 each calls on the air. You should try to... I think we all know people who have died from accidents. We all know people who have died from cancer. And it takes you a little bit too young, too early. Two types of insurance that can help fight that, term life insurance. Now, it's kind of interesting because oftentimes I talk about term life you should buy from age 20 to 60 because that's the time that you earn income. And you buy insurance to replace things that you can't afford to lose, your ability to make rock music or pop music or your ability to go to work every day. Whatever it is, in this case, it was her ability to make music. With that said, you buy disability insurance in case you do get something like brain cancer. And you're out of commission for a good period of time. Now, the good news in America is most of our big companies offer disability insurance in some way, shape or form there's also a worst case scenario safety net of uh, disability insurance offered by the state which you pay for in your paycheck. Now the state level isn't a lot of money. The company benefit is okay but usually you can go to your HR and say you know what Rob Black said that you know this Roxette person was brain cancer for 17 years she probably missed a lot of work she probably missed her ability or an income. The nice thing about disability insurance is it's very very scientific it doesn't really take into account a salesperson trying to rip you off same thing with term life insurance whole life insurance the insurance agent could take you for a ride variable life insurance the uh, agent could take you for a ride they're awful products I find them vile I know you're saying vile yes I take it personally because I do this for a living. But anyway, um, you do want some insurances in your life. So that's it. Rock said, maybe we can get you got the look to take us to break. But if not, that's fine too. You could always listen to it yourself. Hey, big story um, really developing in the last month. Netflix, a stock that I've been waiting to buy, waiting to buy, waiting to buy. And then when it fell, I didn't want to buy it. Ain't that a. I'm trying to think of a word that I'm allowed to use. that doesn't have any extra meaning to it. People got mad at me because I used the word Jerry. (laughs) Jerry! Netflix downgraded the equivalent of a sell at Needham. Which reiterated its view that the video streaming company was at risk of losing millions of customers in 2020. Okay, let's think about that. I'm not overwhelmed by Apple+. I think probably the, the biggest buzz generation coming out of Apple Plus is uh, about nothing. So the Jason Momoa, wasn't he the guy who was Aquaman? Wasn't he the guy who was... Yeah, that show's not... No one's talking about it, are they? Hulu, CBS All Access, Peacock, Disney Plus. This has been a bad time for Netflix. They used to have a party all to themselves. And the stock went up and 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 up. So Needham is saying, I think they're going to lose about 4 million subscribers because Disney Plus, we're thinking 10 million. They push past 20 million fast. And at some point in time, millennials are going to look at their checkbook and they're going to checkbook, what's a checkbook? You're going to look at their balances and say, I can't really afford Netflix, Apple Plus, Hulu, CBS All Access, Peacock, Disney Plus, and Netflix. And Netflix is one of the pricier ones of the lot. So, Needham is saying, one of the things you're going to have to do to keep a lower monthly cost is create advertising commercials. Netflix has consistently stated it will not have advertising and if no advertising equals subscriber losses, so says Needham. And the high valuation needs to come down, down, down if there's going to be no advertising. The stock is poised for its seventh negative session in the past eight. It's up about 11% this year, well below the market's 25%, and other big tech companies that are up 30 plus percent. So it's a downgrade that comes at a time when streaming videos become dominant. Um, and I still can't embarrass on it right now. I kind of want to see that first set of numbers come out. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. All my pillows, leave the winter. I said, do I know you?
1: Comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at RobBlack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
3: I intentionally waited to make a call on the markets today. We started lower, we've moved a little higher. We're getting a little bit closer to that big December 15 line in the sand day. Between the United States and China on tariffs and America blinked USA blinked saying maybe we don't have to put those into effect quite on the 15th so the markets reversed let's bring in briefing.com and talk a little bit about what we're seeing out there and the big picture so to speak that's a play on words so to speak Patrick O'Hare how
2: are you today Hey, good morning, Rob. I'm doing well. Thank you.
3: Yeah, what do you think about um, the markets kind of seesawing and that December 15th tariffs seems to be the line in the sand where if we push them off, maybe we go higher. If we enforce them, maybe we go lower. I know that's kind of easy tea leaf reading, but <laughs> am I on to something?
2: Gosh, you know, just make it all in, Rob, okay? <laughs> um, it's uh, It's been quite the, um, you know, headline back and forth, and, um, you know, in the market, I think, understandably, given the run that it's been on in these final days leading up as to whether there is actually going to be the implementation of this tariff on Sunday, um, you know, took a little bit of a defensive turn yesterday, and, you know, Mark Car- cautious-minded action, which you saw in the pickup in the uh, CBOE volatility index. Um, So, you know, at this juncture, when you hear the news that, uh, that there might be a deal to delay those tariffs, great. It's, you know, the sense of headline relief, but it really isn't a huge surprise to the market, which I think it's trading pretty rationally right now, as it relates to this trade matter, because the baseline scenario uh, was was always that there was going to be, a, you know, I, I think. I shouldn't say always, but that there was predominantly going to be a decision to delay these tariffs because they would, you know, not be good. Uh, certainly from our vantage point, given the time of year that they'd be put on. So, so the reaction hasn't been like a rocket ship here to this news that that, that we might be you know, moving toward, you know, some type of delay. And you know, by the same token, though, um, you know, the president himself hasn't. You know, concurred with this reporting either. Um, You know, White House Chief of Staff Mick Mulvaney simply said that you know talks a lot depends on how those talks continue to go, and that they are moving in the right direction. So, again, giving some sense that you know we might be able to avoid this short term worst case scenario. (laughs) So,
3: let's do a prediction. We're going to hold you accountable. Santa Claus rally into the year, or will China turn this into a big upside down frown and just not going to happen?
2: Yeah well let's you know if I can you know make the assumption that we get this delay in the tariffs um, then i would I would venture to say that we should get a Santa Claus rally at the end of the year um, you know taking that literally as it relates to the stock market a santa claus rally is is really the last five trading days of the year and the first two of the new year um Tend to use it in a generic sense, as if it's just kind of for the whole month of December, rallying into uh, you know into the end of the year. But um, but I think you know the market has obviously priced in a lot of good news as it relates to the idea that uh, some type of deal will be struck between the U.S. and China. Um, in the in the near future, and therefore it hasn't traded in fear uh, of there not being one because you have a market that's sitting pretty much on the doorstep of a record high. So, yeah. um, so if we we do get this news that this tariff's going to be delayed uh, on Sunday, then um, then I think that the market will find a reason to uh, maintain that bullish bias into year end.
3: Good now, um, so no Grinch. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. But then again, it's been a pretty good year, so the Grinch could come and take half of it, and I'd still be thrilled as far as gains go. Uh, do you think the impeachment process is going to... Pl- uh, I don't know how to ask this question. Let's talk impeachment process and what investors should be doing. What's your thoughts?
2: Well, not to sound flippant, but I don't think the market cares at all about the impeachment okay. process. Um, I think it has already resigned itself to this conclusion that uh, while you know articles of impeachment... You know, are being brought and that the House Democrats are likely to vote in favor of those articles of impeachment, uh, that uh, it's not going to pass muster, so to speak, in the Senate. And you're not going to see the president removed from office. And so it's, you know, it's uh, obviously um, a very newsworthy event. But when I look at things just from a market analyst standpoint and seeing, you know, what the market has done all through this entire process, you can you can make a simple deduction that the stock market has not been bothered by it at all um and i think that it will move past it you know while following the news but um shy of there being a uh, you know a vote to remove the president from office i don't think the market's going to react um you know demonstratively uh in the face of these uh impeachment issue
3: <laughs> so i'm talking with patrick o'hare from briefing.com he's he and i I have been talking, he and I have been talking for 20 plus years. It's a long time and um, you do not disappoint. Um, let's talk a little bit more about, I think in one of your opening uh, page one articles that today, you talked a little bit about Netflix getting some competitive pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a Netflix user. Most of our listeners are probably Netflix users, but I'm not married to it. So I, I certainly see the point. Any thoughts on Netflix getting a, a pretty big downgrade? Cause I wanted to own it for five years, 10 years. And then when it gets cheap, burr I don't want to own it anymore. Wait, what's going
2: on there? Right. Well, you know, it's a, it's a challenging situation right now. I think because it, it, the writing is on the wall clearly that um, you know that the competition is is has arrived. You know, and it's going to continue to uh, intensify. I think as you have these very well financed um, media companies out there um, that are you know going after the you know the same. Cohort, and, uh, and you know, and ultimately, you know, consumers that have cut the cord with cable, you know, have recognized the tremendous savings, really. Um, and you know, when they hit this point of deciding that all these kind of um, a la carte services that they're paying for are now adding up to what they would have paid previously for a cable bill, then. That's when they start making some hard decisions as to you know what services they, they do want to keep. I think Netflix is still one of those services, but the ability of Netflix to raise its prices in the face of these this growing competition from other large media players that have very good content and are are you know selling things at lower prices. You know if you get into a more difficult economic climate, um, then that could prove challenging in terms of Netflix's ability to continue to grow the subscriber base. So um, so it will be interesting to see how that unfolds, and it's a you know challenge challenging
3: uh, investment case uh, at the moment. It's interesting to put it that way, because 10 years ago, we saw jobs contract in the United States. And I bet if we go back and look, companies like Netflix probably saw some cancellations more so than usual. And uh, we haven't had a correction in the job market in quite a while. So uh, or in the stock market, it will be interesting to see how the high flyers do in the next down market.
2: But, that's right and if I could add I mean you also sometimes get a quote nesting effect when you get into those very difficult economic climates so consumers do get more discreet about how they're um, um, more discerning I should say about how they spend their disposable income and uh, and sometimes those in-home services provide a better entertainment value than they you know would get otherwise by spending on more expensive services outside the home so they can tend to be a little bit recession uh, resilient not necessarily recession proof but you know it's certainly an advantage, I think, for some of these services in a more challenging economic climate.
3: Sounds good now you typically do a big picture column for briefing dot com and let me plug briefing ever so quickly here. It is a thorough investing website. I don't want to use the word investing quite only, but it talks about momentum, it talks about analysis, uh big reports uh small i p o ideas, perspectives. Uh, economic calendars which i kind of dig because it kind of gives me a cheat sheet on what to talk about that week um ipo stock splits and much much more so people should check it out at briefing.com and your big picture column you kind of um take away some of the daily noise and say focus not focus but pay attention to productivity or pay attention to jobs or pay attention to something special what are you working on right now with the end of the year
2: well, the, uh, the end of the year brings us to the, uh, to the year ahead. Um, so what I'm sure. working on is, is that market view outlook, uh, and that'll be posted this Friday. And, um, you know, and I think really that outlook is going to be oriented around, you know, three key tenants, um, you know, politics, the economy and trade. And they're all interconnected and they're all going to lead to, uh, I think fits and starts in the, in the year ahead as, as the market tries to handicap what all of that means for the election outcome in 2020 and, and ultimately what that means for regulatory policy and and, um, and a lot of other uh, issues.
3: I do like this time of the year because we do kind of sit on it and think, what's up next? Election, trade war, slowing world economy. What are we going to do in 2020? Um, so that's kind of a nostalgic thing. Plays of the year in football are great, but Checking out what we're going to do stock market-wise is also kind of a fun uh, issue. Anything else that you want to hit on? We've got about a minute, minute and a half left, sir. Um, you
2: know, I think uh, as we look, uh, you mentioned the economic calendar earlier, Rob. I mean, it's um, something that's going to become a focal point here uh, in the next few days. Obviously, we have the FOMC making <clears throat> its decision tomorrow. That's You know, they're going to stay on hold. <clears throat> excuse me, but they're going to have some updated economic projections. And then on top of that, you have some key inflation data, the consumer and price index for November. That's out on Wednesday ahead of that FOMC meeting. And then the retail sales report on Friday, which will give us a, a nice line into um, some of the discretionary spending activity in the month of November. And those are you know, key, key items to watch here as this, uh, the rest of this week unfolds. Thanks for
3: being with us. Patrick O'Hare with briefing.com. We're ticking towards the end of the year. His column, sometimes I, I hit on him beautifully, and sometimes I miss a little bit today. It wasn't my best question day. But his page one is brilliant. Um, it's well written. It's concise, and it gives a good overview of what to expect as far as what's important being played as far as poker cards on a daily basis. Whether it be the trade war, productivity, knee-jerk reactions to you know trade-sensitive areas. Uh, good, solid stuff. Uh, and even squeezed in the Netflix downgrade this morning as an important story. Knowing that a lot of his readers have an interest in Netflix. I'm Rob Black talking to all things financial. That's Patrick O'Hare with Briefing.com. That's Briefing.com.
1: Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220
3: KDOW. I love my puppy. I'm a dog guy. I used to be a cat guy. But it's big business. $72 billion plus per year from tech gadgets to specialized veterinarian care. As sometimes we have children, we want our children to grow up with pets so they can learn a little bit of responsibility, the old-fashioned slow way of picking up poop. Or uh, we just dump money into our pets uh, because we're delaying having children and pets, four-legged friends are quasi-children, right? Is that a good use of the word quasi? (laughs) Pets are quasi-children. But be careful of this trend. So there's not a lot of good investments. Uh, There was a company, VCA, uh, Antec, years ago, ticker symbol WOOF, that if you've ever... There's two things that really, really frustrate me. Going to a dentist, not because I got janky teeth, but because the insurance never seems to work quite right. There's just not a lot of good insurance for dental coverage, And I'm probably wrong on that. It's not my area of expertise, so I do um, respectfully say I may not know everything. But I don't like going to dentists and I don't like going to vets because the lack of the insurance component makes me feel like, oh, boy, let's wait till we see this bill. That's one of the reasons I say buy some floss. Take care of your teeth. Consider looking at the breed of ant, dog that you get or cat that you get to see how expensive they are, and just know going in, right? It ain't cheap. It ain't free. You know that. Everyone knows that. So, um, I guess you know that. Now, there was one. Now, since VCA Antex no longer public, there was one that really got me kind of interested a couple years ago. Not a couple years ago. Last year. Uh, I started reading about the company Chewy because they, in their marketing, use the humanization of pets. Some people, when you open an account with them, some people get a a portrait of their dog or cat. I don't know how that works, but it's kind of interesting uh, to humanize it. I know, I know. Uh, Chewy's in the news because they came public. They just recently reported their quarter where they lost 20 cents per share. Online pet product seller reported better-than-expected revenue, however, and raised its full-year sales guidance. So still losing money. Um, Acquiring a client is a huge cost. Hiring an employee is a huge cost for businesses. But once you tend to get the client or the employee, if you did well, they may stay with you forever. But Chewy... In their push to get social media and humanization of pets, they spend a lot of money on the marketing. When you give someone a, a portrait of their, their dog or cat, it's not free. Someone pays for it. 52-week high is $40 a share. It's currently at $24. 52-week low is $21. It's currently at our 24, 25. Um, it's still not my kind of angle. There's just too many stories out there. There's too many good stock stories that I'd be like, oh, that's interesting. For instance, the Apple card. You can now buy an iPhone in 24 monthly installments without paying interest. They they had this thing where you would go into their stores and, and get a two-year installment plan. That you had to get approved. It was a bit of a process. Uh, and then they'd try to sell you on the contract for repairs, which not a bad one if you're not going to use a case or not a bad one if you're a guy who tends to drop his phone in the toilet. Apple announced that it will offer a 6% discount on purchases at its retail stores until the end of December while using the Apple card. That's twice the amount that they typically offer. So those AirPods or something along those lines, because the AirPods Pros are sold out, I do think, I don't know how this... Policy works at Apple. If you're going to go in and get purchase it now, do you get the discount if it's delivered in 2020? I don't know. But Apple monthly payments for a new phone from the Apple Store will get bundled into the minimum Apple Card payment in the iPhone's Wallet section. Pretty smart. Except for they're also starting to become a tougher company to analyze because now they're lending. It's almost, and this is a very, very bad comparison. It's almost like a drug dealer saying. You want credit? <laughs> I'll give you credit for that crack you're about to take from me. See you tomorrow. Um, I'm not comparing enough Apple iPhone to crack cocaine, or am I? I do think some people are addicted to technology. Ugh. Exxon found not guilty in a New York climate change case ending a four-year saga for the oil company. I don't know. And, like, big oil to me is just not that interesting. It used to be, it's interesting because big oils had a 30% 30 move this year up and yet there's not an investment that's really responding. Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos are betting on a flow battery technology. Different technology in the world of batteries. I go back to seventh grade science class where I had to build a battery and it hasn't changed that much in the years and years and years that's out there. The U.S. energy storage market is expected to grow by a factor of 12 in the next five years. Holy mackerel, let's stop and say that out loud again, because that's eye-popping. The U.S. energy storage market is expected to grow by a factor of 12 in the next five years. Tesla and GM are making big bets on lithium-ion batteries for energy storage systems and electric vehicles. Billionaire investors like Bezos and Gates... Venture capitalist firms are investing in a company called Flow Batteries, looking for breakthroughs. So, a UN report on climate change, released recently, amounted to a dire warning. Unless greenhouse gas emissions are drastically reduced, and soon the planet faces dangerously and irreversibly high temperatures in the near future. 195 nations got criticized for the way they're creating power. We're seeing some countries do it right, we're seeing some countries. Do it wrong. We're seeing a lot right in the middle. Interesting to think about the investments. Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos have proven to me they're smart fellows. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Big seminar coming up. You can learn more at Rob Black's show. Use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. Yeah.